play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 316. 316. It almost sounds like a 360. <laughs> yeah, 360. I wonder what we'll do on that episode. <laughs> we we have time to plan for it. Yeah. Maybe we'll just uh, play the first episode all over again. That'll be rough <laughs> estimate, what, somewhere around like January, maybe February of this next year. Yeah. About. <laughs> about. Well... Uh, thank you for joining us on this one. This one, we don't have an interview scheduled. We will be doing one next week, so we'll post after Punk Rock Bowling, as both of us will be going to Punk Rock Bowling, so make sure you find us. We will have some stuff that we are going to be passing out, uh, and some of it very thematic for the city. Oh, yeah? What do you mean thematic? The little I'll, I'll show you well, okay. i thought i showed you already i must not have anyway it's going to be a surprise <laughs> find us we'll take pictures once we're there just come come check us out i'm going to bring some t-shirts we'll have stickers and a surprise something plus uh a punkanoi worldwide project will be starting the countdown has begun this coming monday but stay tuned for details because i'm going to leave that as a surprise eric knows what that is yep <laughs> <laughs> and that is coming. We're going to be kicking that off, too. On this episode, though, let's get into it. No interview, but a lot of music. We're going to kind of mix things up as far as what we're doing with music, pack in a lot of it, so let's get to it. I'm going to start uh, going down the list of the new stuff that has come out, will be coming out. We'll start on May 8th. Israel Joseph I, Bad Brains, he released Meltdown. Uh, that's on rotaryvinyl.com. Also, he's from uh, Fireburn. Oh yes, absolutely. Yep, that was the yeah that was one of the projects that uh, Todd Youth started. Right. That, was, that was the last one he was in. Uh, that and Blood Clot before he died. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, Fireburn. I saw them live. They were fucking. They were fucking great. So yeah, good to good to know that uh, Israel is still doing shit. Yep. Meltdown, uh, and then on May eighth. The Arson Project also released a single called God Bless on Here and Now Records. Snot, not the snot uh, that you might know, but a different one. <laughs> the guy with the green hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one Way Hope Demo, which is a single that got released on the 8th. And then Johnny Baseball out of Salt Lake City put out a new single featuring Spent, also out of Salt Lake City. That single's called Pressure. Yep. Have you heard that one yet? No, I haven't. I've uh, kind of forgot about it until now. Like, I saw the post, and I meant to make a note of it to uh, listen to it, plug it on the show, and I forgot. <laughs> well, now you've been reminded. Uh, by the way, Snot, that Snot is on Little Willie Records, so go check it out there. Then on the 11th, Maverick released The Tower, which is a single. Two Minute Minor released uh, Blood on Our Front Stoop, which is one of their original releases but they remixed and remastered it for 2023 as 2023 is the last year for the band uh, Two Minute Minor. There's a few bands with mm -hmm. that, right? Eric did the interview that you heard last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the, the runs, runs. Same type of plan. Yep, and Skinny Puppy. They're uh, on right. their last tour as well. <laughs> right, several bands calling it a day in 2023, including Two Minute Minor, but they, they did that remixed, remastered, Blood on a Front Stoop. 
Then on the 11th, Kanslans Apartislan. I think it's Shanslans or something like that. I did a Google Translate when I was playing that uh, different track from them not too long ago. And it was definitely, I'm mispronouncing it, but I'm pronouncing it the way it looks to me. It's wrong. Aldrig Utrichnad Aldrig Sankt. That's the name of the single. I'm sure I screwed that up. But just go look up the band. It's another single. They had two singles, I believe, they released in April. So another one there. On the 11th, Since We Were Kids, released a two-track, e just self-titled EP, Since We Were Kids, on Irish Voodoo Records. Bardio, B-A-R-D-E-O, that's the name <laughs> of the band. They released a new single, Nunca Hamas. They're from Spain. That's why I said it that way. It looks like Nunca Jamas, but that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> no pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Dropkick Murphys, they released uh, Okuma Rising. I think it's like Woody Guthrie lyrics to their folky unplugged style or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with the uh, with the last album, Machine okay. Still Kills Fascists. The fascists. And yeah, I think they're doing the same thing with this one. They recorded it in Tulsa, if I'm not mistaken. Go check it out. Yeah. If you like Dropkick Murphys, you'll probably like it. I, I checked it out. It's uh, it's pretty good. Pretty much every song on there has its own little, uh, its own little spot, its only little, little distinction. Um, right. but I just listened to it once. I might have to listen to it again to really pick out a standout track. I, well, I did play the one that the Violent Femmes were featured on on the last episode of mm -hmm. Punkinoy Worldwide. And that uh, also, I played the first single that they released. Uh, Gotta Get to Peak Skill is the one with Violent Femmes. And the other one, their, their original single that they released was pretty good. It's uh, I Know How It Feels. Uh, so check those out, see what you think of those. But uh, you never know. It could be one of the other ones. Yeah. It's the Eye be. of the Beholder, right? Uh-huh. I think so. <laughs> Something like that. All right, back to the list. Uh, still on May 12th, Never Ending Game released Outcry on Triple B Records. Gatuplan released Valkomen Till Underjorden. Uh, Hingada released So, Do so Disappear, which is an EP on Indecision Records. Mean Season released Go to Hell on Indecision Records. Squelette released Fin de Partie on Primator Crew. That one's awesome. Uh, I've got that one, been listening to it. Broken Bombs, Full Mental Racket is out now, uh, so go check that one out. Uh, I've heard a couple of the tracks. I liked it. Empire Down, Split with Liberty and Justice on Primator Crew also came out that day. It's great. Conservative Military Image, their Casual Violence came out also on the 12th. That one's really good. I recommend it. Uh, a bunch of standout tracks on that one. Berlin Blackouts came out with another one. It's Hytanic Socialites, and that's on Vonda Records. I heard a couple tracks. Enjoyed it. Also on Vonda Records on the 12th. Babette und die Schmirtlings. <laughs> Schmirtlings. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading what the translation was, and I forgot what the und die, so and the Schmirtlings was like some, some kind of women. Um, but I don't want to presume because I'll probably get it wrong. I, rem I remember hearing that in the, uh, the, the little YouTube video where it was like uh, German compared to other languages. Uh. And I remember that was one of the words, Schmetterling, but I can't remember what the what it translates to. If I remember, I'll look it up, tell you sometime later in the show, but we're moving on to the title of it, which is Zwolf Space Punk Power Hits. And again, that came out on Vonda Records. Morning Again, 
That's some hardcore out of Florida. They released Borrowed Time EP. Harry May released the LP Flying Low on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Heard a couple tracks on it. I enjoyed that one. Drawing Deads released Check Your Bowtie on Pogo Records. It's Butterfly. Butterfly? Schmetterling. It's Butterfly. I thought it meant something else. Obviously, I'm remembering it incorrectly. I thought I read something on... Vonda Records Bandcamp page for this release, and I thought it had something to do with women, but I don't recall, and I don't want to say it incorrectly. So uh, maybe it's butterflies, uh, you know, Babette and the butterflies. Maybe that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tomar Control. They are from Peru, and they released a new single, Secta. The Old Breed put out a split with. Uh, squared off two fantastic bands there that came out on the 13th none the wiser released self-titled none the wiser on melodic punk style on the 15th pring p-r-i-n-g-u-e they released random punk content generator on mata la musica records that was pretty interesting if you want to hear something interesting not a bad like oh my god what the fuck is this but at the same (laughs) time i wasn't like oh i need to get back into listening it just Hey, this is kind of cool. I like how it sounds interesting. I recommend checking that one out. Uh, Devin right. Kay and The Solutions released a new single, Bitchin' in Stereo. They have a new release that should be coming out soon. Uh, also on the 16th, Union Thugs and Out of System Transfer. Out of System Transfer released a split. It's called Le Combat Reste Le Mime. And that's a split that just yeah came out. Uh, well, we're recording this today or it came out today. Versed released Resurrected. It's a promo on 1054, 1054-1054 records. It's based out of Australia. Also on that label, uh, Northwalk released Steadfast, which is an EP. Mind War released Still at War on Triple B Records. Decent Criminal. We're moving on to the 19th. They released, There's will be releasing, There's More to It Than Climbing. Uh, Jay Navarro and the Traders are releasing All of Us or None. Svetlanas are releasing the Aliens Blues EP. They'll be coming through here pretty soon, too. And in Vegas, they'll be doing the main venue and one of the club shows with L7 and Grade 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Punk Rock Bowling. Gotta be awesome. Uh, Angry Youth Elite is going to be releasing It's Gonna Be Bad. The Downhalls are releasing Scream Into the Void EP. Versus the World is releasing The Bastards Live Forever on Zbam Records. AJJ, AJJ, I felt like I said three J's, but I think I just said two. Uh, Sounds like Andrew Jackson Jihad. It sure is. Yeah. They're releasing Disposable Everything. The Barn Store, oh, that's on the 26th. I skipped ahead. There's one more release on the 19th. City Saints are doing a re-release on Sunny Bastards Records for their debut album, As It Turns 10. That is on the 19th. Go check that out on Sunny Bastards Records. There will be an exclusive bonus track with this. And we are going to check out right now, yes, Out of the Ordinary, like I said at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. We're going to pause, listen to the remastered version of Rude Boy Rock and Roll uh, from City Saints, from that debut on that re-release on Sunny Bastards Records. So here we go. (laughs) We're going to get into this music, and then we'll continue that list. Rock and roll, skinhead music 
Yeah, skinhead music with a harmonica. Absolutely. (laughs) Great stuff. City Saints. Go check out that uh, re-release out there on Sunny Bass Records. Pretty excited for it. Ten years for them. That's awesome. Hell yeah. And it sounds just as vibrant, if not more vibrant, than when it came out ten years ago. Absolutely. I want to thank Stefan for getting that over here. Had to play that. Like I said, we're doing it uh, doing it out of the ordinary. Wasn't expecting to do it, but I thought based on the release date, makes more relevant uh, talking about it now. And if we're going to talk about it, let's go ahead and be about it. Yep, right as it's announced, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's get on with the list. My list is almost over again. A couple of those 26, 526 releases uh, versus the world with the Bastards Live Forever AJJ with Disposable Everything, then Barnstormers releasing Self-Titled The Barnstormers, The Dirty Nail releasing Free Rain to Passions, Les Lulis releasing Malvaz Foi, uh, Glaz, G-L-A-A-S, is releasing Cruel Heart, Cold Summer, which is an EP on Static Shock Records, NASCAR Aloe is releasing Hey Asshole, which mm. is an EP. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love the name of the EP. Uh, don't understand the name NASCAR Aloe. Definitely have to look more into that band. Uh, the Jackets will be releasing Life's Not Like the Movies. That's going to be a 7-inch. Ms. España will be releasing uh, Niebla Mental on La Vida es un Mus Discos. Destroy All Gondolas and Guitaro Kyo are releasing a split on Slovenly Records. Destroy, I'm oh, sorry, just did that one. Fishbone is releasing a new self-titled Fishbone EP, not the original. And then, <laughs> just like uh, what Rancid did? Yes. <laughs> not even 10 years apart they did that. This one I think is, uh, I don't know, 30 years or so apart, but maybe even 40. I think, I, I think that original came out in like the mid-80s. Yeah, so that's, that was a long time ago. Uh, finally, Spider is going to be releasing Tripwire, which will be a single. They'll be at Punk Rock Bowling. Several of those bands on that list at Punk Rock Bowling. Uh, a lot of other good stuff to come. Uh, go check them out. Go check out the stuff. Eric, what do you have to add to that list? Well, I got some uh, releases that I didn't get to back on the uh, on the 4th of this month. That'll include a Never Ending Game, Hate Today, Die Tomorrow EP. Um, uh, let's see. Then uh, Street Power releasing uh, Snakes and Rats with... Uh, uh, with a feature from Buried Dreams. And then Suck, S-U-C-C, will be releasing the Better Fucking Things to Do EP. Now, now that I'm reading it, I think I did plug these ones last week. But regardless, it's a you know, healthy reminder. Right, go check them out if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, then on the uh, fifth, Drain, Living Proof, Pure Heal, Freedom from You, God Collider, Perihelion. I talked about that last week. And played uh, it. Yeah, and played it. Then uh, Paranoid... Uh, Paranoid's uh, Shiminteke Fufukiyu. Uh, I can't remember how exactly that was pronounced, but I will be talking about it later in this episode. Uh, uh, here's one I know that I didn't talk about. Death Goals. They released the Garden of Dead Flowers EP. And then Spinebreaker released uh, Cavern of Inoculated Cognition EP. I remember plugging that one because of that hefty, hefty title. <laughs> on the 8th, Gaujaway released Idealize on... Um, it's a single. It's a single. On the 11th, Two Minute Minor, they released uh, their their album, Blood on Our Front Step. It's a re-release, a 2023 remaster. So, yeah, check that out. See that in all of its reproduced glory. <laughs> on the Yeah, and on the 12th, Dropkick Murphy's uh, Okima Rising. And then on the 16th, 
the local band 15 Counts of Arson just released their single Sixth Circle, which will be coming out on their demo EP <clears throat> on the 19th. Also on the 19th, Downside will be releasing their album Dark Patterns and Intrusive Thoughts. And the 26th, Dirty Nil, Free Reign to Passions. I wait with the uh, bated yet apprehensive breathing. <laughs> of how that album is going to sound. Like I said on the show before, I hold them to the standard of higher power. <laughs> that is the higher power. So, yeah, if they don't deliver, well, maybe next time. <laughs> hopefully they do. Yeah, hope, hopefully they do. Their singles so far are pretty decent, but I'm like, I'm, I'm still waiting for that, uh, that raw sort of uh, backwoods Canadian punk rock sound that you guys had in that in their in your early years. That shit was awesome before you went total menzingers on us. <laughs> well, that wraps up the new songs coming out. Let's play and talk about some new songs as we do. Yes, but before we do, we actually have I actually have to bring in some uh, reference tracks, right? Because this next song is a uh, it's a uh, what is it? A collaboration between the bands Uniform and Boris. Now, I know Uniform. I talked about them on this show before. So played them on the show before. Yeah, we played them on this show. And their album Shame, which came out in 2020, I hailed as one of the as my favorite album that came out that year. So, yeah, we have talked about Uniform before, but Boris I have never heard of. And these guys have been around for a while. They've yes, been around they since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, like the... Yeah, the early 90s, 1992. They are an experimental rock slash metal band from Japan, and they have an expansive discography, which includes numerous EPs and different collaborations with other artists, including Sun and Merzbo. So you, that already can kind of tell you how far their uh, reach goes. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't believe me, like uh, they have 22 studio albums, and... They run the gamut of like sludge, doom, stoner metal, noise, drone, psychedelia, and uh, more. More recently, they include a lot of more industrial, along with a uh, shoegaze, ambient, and garage rock. And that kind of led them into their album, uh, their, their yeah, their upcoming album with Uniform. But before we get into uh, Uniform, I gotta show you the likes of uh, Boris. I have some uh, reference tracks here. This is a. Uh, uh, the title track from their album, Akuma no Yuta, which came out in 2019. And this is the one that has their more uh, sludgy, doom-type sound. Uh, we'll just be playing a little snippet from that. Sounds as such. Yeah, definitely more in the vein of uh, the likes of High on Fire. Right? Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's one uh, segment of their discography. But now we go to the album uh, <clears throat> Pink, which came out just a few years uh, prior to Akuma, which was in 2016. And this one has a bit more of an ambient approach. Definitely more like dreamscape -y type shit. And... Yeah, just check out the song uh, Farewell right here. Mm -hmm. 
some Deftones. A little bit. And so, you know, there's been a couple Deftones songs that that reminded me of. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, it was sort of mid-career Deftones. Yes. Like, a, uh, like around the uh, self-titled album when they right? started doing that sort of halfway point. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting time for those guys. A lot of those bands, Seven Dust was the same way. And, yeah. And the list could go on. Of the oh, Lincoln Park kind of definitely up. was. Right. Yeah, just uh, yeah, they started off all like uh, heavy and aggressive because they they were young. But as they got older, it's like let's slow it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, anyway, the and the last track. This is going to be a snippet from their Absolute Ego album, which was their first album. And this was them just going full like drone noise, total amp worship type shit. You can kind of see why uh, Sun kind of uh, took an interest in these guys and were. Uh, you know, pretty uh, apt to do a collaborative effort with these guys. I mean, an absolute ego is over an hour long. Yeah. This crazy. is their first single. This was their first release. And they just decided, yep, we're going we're gonna to do what sleep did before sleep was even a thing. <laughs> so here is a, a little segment of the hour-long track called Absolute Ego. Yeah, you could just feel that bass rumbling. It's like 10-foot-tall right. amplifiers. Which, oh, man. So, that's uh, so yeah, that's Boris in a sort of a nutshell. If you, are, if you want to learn more, they got 20 other albums that you can check out. That one's an hour long. And real quick, there's a quick little segment of somebody on Bandcamp that uh, bought that track. I'm just going to read briefly. It says, this is from Alice M. And she wrote, I know it's like... Uh, the perfect album to come off as an elitist jerk, but I really did my best not to force myself to like this. It's just after the last quarter of that legendary track, that hour-long one, I realized I was feeling stuff that no track made me feel before. Wow. Wow. So, hey, if you want to check it out, maybe that is something that uh, you're going to feel as well. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Anyway, moving on from uh, Boris, let's uh, give a little uh, little snippet of uh, Uniform. They are an industrial metal band from uh, New York City, and they were founded. Yeah, they found they were founded uh, twenty years after Boris was <laughs> in uh, two thousand thirteen. And while not as extensive a genre bending repertoire or as vast a chronology, <laughs> I mean, they have four albums, an EP, and uh, three collaborations with the. Uh, uh, with the body, <clears throat> which if you don't know the body, they are also a, a harsh noise band. And so uniform, they're not exactly strangers to the grind as it were. Right. But yeah, this, uh, so this, uh, collaboration with Boris, it's actually not to a surprise as I was doing some, uh, research, I found out that they did collaborate on something before. And that was, uh, it was a part of a tour in, uh, 2019, and Boris invited Uniform out on the stage to play a sort of reimagine of their song that we just heard, Akuma no Yuta. And apparently the combination was so seamless 
that it was only a matter of time before these two had to get it solidified on the record. Wow. So yeah, this, uh, this apparently was a few years in the making, as it were. And, and yeah, they'll be doing, it will come to full fruition in June with their collaborative album, Bright New Disease. It's pretty awesome to see uh, bands like this uh, doing collaborations. I thought that, uh, well, I thought Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou was a bit of a weird mix. <laughs> and then I saw Emma Ruth Rundle with uh, Chelsea Wolf. I'm like, ah, that's uh, more fitting. And now we have, uh, you heard what Boris sounds like. Right. <laughs> Three different sounds of theirs. <laughs> and yeah, you, and now they're uh, going with the uh, Young Bucks in uniform, uh, comparatively young. And yeah. This is the first single that will be coming out of there. This is You Are the Beginning. And if I just got to say, if the rest of the album is going to sound like this, I think we're in good hands. So here we go. Boris and Uniform coming together.
You want to talk about genre bending? That there was a lot of shit going on there. Yeah, there was. It had that muddy tone that you hear in like a sludge metal. It had those uh, it had those fast little thrashy bits, and then it and then it had it scaled back the beat a little bit to a more simpler drum beat, which you hear in a lot of punk tracks. And and of course, it has that uh, digital cesspool that the vocals are just drowning in, giving it yep industrial. And that was one thing that uh, Boris was saying in an interview. I can't recall from where or from when, but sometime, somewhere, that they were saying that they didn't want to be beholden to just um, the metal genre because they were like, yeah, we believe in uh, just freeing ourselves, expressing what we want to, how we want to. And that seems to be what they're bringing to the table here. Maybe not as uh, extreme as they have done in their uh, tenure as a band, but they're still... Yeah, it's still that same idea, just in this uh, little niche right here. Right. So I'm excited to hear what the rest of this album is uh, going to sound like. It's a pretty brutal start so far. Well, June's right around the corner. Yes, it is. Uh, got a lot of stuff coming up before June. We have this episode and two more, as we'll be releasing the one two from now on the last day, I think, before May 31st anyway. Uh <laughs> So a lot of good stuff. Punk Rock Bowling's coming up for both of us. Uh, we'll definitely both have some stuff to talk about for the live music. Eric was at a festival in Vegas getting himself all <laughs> acclimated to the heat in, in festival conditions. Yeah, I did a, uh, a bit of a prep test, as it were, because <laughs> I'm coming back and I'm telling my friends who are going to Punk Rock Bowling with me, I'm saying... Uh, okay, here's what we need to bring. We need a hydration pack. We need sunscreen. We got to remember to reapply. And we got to uh, eat before the festival because, buddy, oh, God, they will break your fucking bank. Oh, <laughs> God, I'll get into that later. All right, uh, let's get to more music. Got a lot of new music shared with us. We're going to try to fit a bunch in since we don't have an interview on this episode. So first off with the new music that I've got to share... The Ruffies out of the Bay Area in California, they released Everywhere's an Island on April 1st. Uh, I played a different track, but also off the same release uh, a couple weeks back over on Punkanoi Worldwide. Uh, I want to thank Patty for sharing. It's really cool. I think you should check out The Ruffies. I think they were just playing some shows recently, but I don't have that information on hand. Uh, but they did send an email just about a week or so before that got released, so definitely glad I'm getting to it now. Off of Everywhere's an Island, we're going to check out the track Libertarian Cock Rocket. So uh, <laughs> if the title isn't intriguing enough to hear it, well, guess what? I think it's cool. So let's give it a listen. Just guilty trying to white people Probably racist and it's probably ignorant It's probably not 
libertarian. Tired of the people that were carrying. They seem to know have a good time. <laughs> right? Got a lot going on on there. Got like some surf punk sounds going. You got horns coming in towards the end. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. The, the, yeah, there was a lot going on in there. <laughs> and all the while, it just uh, played to the hilarity. Absolutely. Uh, it's great stuff. I really recommend checking out the rest of Everywhere is an Island. I enjoyed playing it here. Enjoyed playing it there. And you can enjoy playing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, is there a band? Uh, is there a band in Southern California called the Smoothies that these guys are kind of counteracting? <laughs> they. I hope so. I really hope so. I can't wait to see a bill where the Smoothies and the Ruffies are playing together. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffy Smoothies. There we go. Maybe they should uh, sell that idea to Jamba Juice. <laughs> All right, a couple more to get to. Uh, I know we're going to have a, a loaded. Uh, segment where we're going to be talking about some live shows as Eric saw so many bands. I even went to yeah. a show this week, so uh, let's get to some more music. Chum Huffer out of New York. We went from the West Coast back to the East Coast. <laughs> uh, someone's got to go. <laughs> Chum Huffer, they released Orgy of Hate also in April, but on April 7th. Uh, I want to thank Sean for reaching out and sharing. This is back in uh, February, I think they had released some singles up, up to that point, but the whole release now, Orgy of Hate, is out as of April 7th, so thank you, Sean. We're going to check out the track called Cancel Me uh, off of Orgy of Hate, so here we go with some Chum Huffer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't. I gotta say, 
In recent times, I never agree with a song more. Right? <laughs> God damn it. I love others. I love others saying so high up on your horse. How can you breathe up there? Right. So high and mighty. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's the problem with cancel culture. You forget about context. Right. Yeah. You want to cancel Blazing Saddles? Why? Because they say the M word a ton? Yeah, that's kind of the point. But it's <laughs> racist. Yeah. The only racist people in that are the uh, white people, and all the white people, save for uh, Hedley Lamar and uh, uh, the Waco Kid, are all dumb people. Right. I mean, yeah, Hedley Lamar, I don't think he's a racist. I think he's just using racism to his to his advantage so that he could get what he wants, which is land. <laughs> you know? And uh, the Waco Kid, he's not racist. He's the first person to defend uh, Bart the Sheriff, and he's the one who's just giving them a reality check of what everything is like out here <laughs> but all the other white people all the johnsons and all the cowboys they are dumb people <laughs> because they're all inbred oh their last name is johnson probably true yeah uh, see again that's reading into it that is the context that's why it's funny you pussies <laughs> <laughs> yeah go listen to that and go listen to the rest of orgy of hate uh, cancel me is the track chum huffer great band i got one more new one eric's gonna get into but if you listen to our show, they're not really lesser known, and this is definitely not older. It's just uh, we're going to keep the new train rolling, I guess. So mm -hmm. uh, next band is Alligator Blood. They released Unlocking Myself, which is a single, and they released it on June 6th. Uh, did get an email a while ago from Scott, so I'm glad that he emailed and emailed twice. I appreciate that. Sometimes I'm slow. Sometimes they get buried. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I waited because this song, single came out, and I think they've even released something else since then, but I like this one uh, a little more, so I went with this. They're from Las Vegas, which we will be both in Las Vegas in two weeks. Yes, we will. Less than two weeks even, and uh, maybe we'll see you guys from Alligator Blood there. If not, well, we're going to enjoy their track right now. Here is Unlocking Myself from Alligator Blood.
What did you think of that? Damn, that was heavy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, I like that one. That's why I picked that one. Again, uh, I want to thank all of the bands that share their music, uh, specifically Scott on this one. That was Alligator Blood, Unlocking Myself. Go check out that single. Looking forward to that band. Eric, let's move into your next pick, and it is... Paranoid. Yes, Paranoid. I always talk about these guys, but hey, they keep releasing music, and uh, I keep thinking it's awesome, so... Why shouldn't I talk about it, right? Right. A lot of singles too recently, huh? Yeah, a lot of singles. They've been a yeah, they've been a single band for quite some time. So yeah, if in case you weren't around when I uh, talked about Paranoid the Last, I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, rundown. They formed in Sweden in 2012. They have a sort of mix a mix of uh, Venom style, uh, black metal and uh, D-beat and a bit of street punk. And they've had a you know, like we said, they've had a flurry of releases over their uh, decade-long career, and they are still going. And where does that leave us? That <laughs> leaves us with uh, the new single, Shimenteki Fofake YouTube. You guy can't speak Japanese for shit. <laughs> yeah, me to, neither. Yeah, I'll have to put. I'll have to pull that up on the uh, translate because I also forgot what it meant. Uh, but anyway, they do have an upcoming EP called Scum. Well, it's S-C-U-M. It just happens to spell scum. Who the fuck knows what it's going to be standing for? Who the fuck knows what language it's going to be? Because apparently these guys have songs. They are from Sweden. They're native in Sweden. They have their name that is spelled in Japanese and apparently song titles that are Japanese, but they sing some of them in English. (laughs) So these trilingual uh, metalhead, punk rockers, whatever, are still going at it. And, yeah, I love this new single. It actually reminds me more of the exploited than anything. Like, it's got that, uh, it's got that, it reminded me of Dead Cities and Let's Have a War. Like, a combination of those two. Awesome. So, yeah, like I said, they're uh, bringing in a lot of old UK82 and D-beat in this song. So, yeah, don't believe me? Give it a listen. Here we go.
like that? <laughs> yeah, just like that. Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the latest from them. It sounded more uh, punk rock than their uh, uh, than their previous releases, at least uh, at least the ones to which I remember. Right. Yeah, that I remember the most of anyway. Some of them are uh, more crossover and uh, a bit more on the uh, black metal side in certain areas, but this one felt like it just came straight out of a of a spiky leather jacket. <laughs> so I love I'm loving it. I'm loving what Paranoid has and I'm uh, goddamn looking forward to seeing what they come up with next. Here's to Scum, the new EP. Um I guess no uh release date yet. Right. Uh no announcement anyway. Oh, for scum, yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Yeah, well, hopefully it comes out sometime in this century. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's not a single, so that's cool. It's supposed to be a six-track EP, so that's pretty cool. Awesome. All right, uh, next up, another band that reached out. Their music is still newer. Uh, they did reach out after the fact on this one, so I, I wasn't, I didn't miss it back in August. The band, The Remote Controls, released The Remote Controls on August sixth. They actually reached out just over a month ago and said more or less, hey, check out our stuff, please. Of course, that's what we do. Uh, they're from Indianapolis in, in Indiana. If you didn't know where Indianapolis was, but... <laughs> it's uh, right there in the name. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to thank Brett for reaching out, sharing the music. Uh, go check out the remote controls. The track that we're going to check out from that self-title that came out in August is called I Don't Want to Give a Fuck. We'll see what you think. I, I like it. I love the tempo. I thought it was funny. It's fantastic. Uh, get out there, check out the remote controls. Go check out the rest. I enjoyed that. What would you think? 
Besides the dwarves. Yeah, because I, yes, I, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the remote controls, it was, uh, it, yeah, but like the dwarves, it reminds me of that, uh, you know, the Ramones course shit. Right. And yeah, it reminded me of that little uh, picture I made, the remotes, <laughs> <laughs> which was, you know, <clears throat> uh, which was the picture of the, uh, the Ramones' first album, all four of them sitting up against a, uh, or standing up against a brick wall. And I just replaced all four of them with different remotes. <laughs> so this is incredibly coincidental. <laughs> so maybe I'll get a hold of remote controls, be like, hey, ever think of this? <laughs> there you go. Next album cover. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's good stuff. I enjoyed them. Go check them out. Uh, we still have more music to come. Both Eric and I are going to talk a little bit about some live shows. Eric, you are up first. I, I know you saw a festival. Did, before you get into that, mm. I'm sure you're going to have, anytime you go to a festival, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of bands. But did you see any other shows since the last we recorded besides that? Well, let me uh, check my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to say that I did, but a lot of shows are starting to bleed together for me. I don't think that I did, though. Okay. Fair enough. Well, uh, I did go see a show while you quickly looked that up. I was there last night, the Beehive here in Salt Lake. Uh, the band's Slaughterhouse and Crazy in the Brains. We had Christoph on the show. I think it was back like in August, September, somewhere around that range. Yeah. Had him on the show for an interview. And then uh, Grade 2 from the UK. All of those bands came to town, played uh, with our uh, one of our local favorites there, Violent Unrest. Yeah. So, awesome show. Did Filmed a bunch of stuff, which is great. Plan to do something with some footage. But Slaughterhouse, hadn't seen them before. They were great. If you get a chance, uh, they're from California, from L.A. area, I believe. Yeah. Uh, check them out. And I think they're playing, I'm almost positive they're playing one of the club shows uh, in Punk Rock Bowling. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. If you have the opportunity there, people, go check them out. Love Crazy in the Brains. Only wish I could see them play a longer set. That was the only disappointing part for me is that <laughs> they weren't the headliner, as grade two is. So their set was a little short, but man, grade two fucking killed it. Uh, played tracks off the new LP that got released in February, plus their other three. Uh, closed it down with Pub Watch. Those guys have so much energy. They, they're almost like what the Ramones were. Like I remember Marky Ramone talking about how punk rock nowadays, there's people pausing and drinking water, you know, the play a song, stop, talk, play a song, stop, talk, so forth. And his criticism was like, hey, back then, we just fucking went, right? We went, and it's song after song after song after song, and that was just kind of what the Ramones' tempo was. And I will give credit where credit is due. Grade 2 kept a pace very similar to that. They would play mm. three, three to four songs, at least three songs, like back to back to back, and all their stuff, as they even said, they tried to do a slow tempo or a mid-tempo song, and every time they write a song and they aim... To go that direction, it ends up being just a fast tempo song. And, <laughs> Oops. Uh, they, they kept a really fast pace. It was fantastic, though. If you get a chance to see them, they still have more of the tour. I'll talk more about that in a moment. And they will be playing a club show with the Svetlanas. And uh, my, now my mind is drawn. Oh, uh, L7 uh, down there. I think it's the Sunday, I want to say. The 28th. Anyway. Look it up if you. I think there were still tickets. There's not a lot of club shows. There's tickets to left. So if you don't have club show tickets, that's definitely one to go to. Grade two, phenomenal. Seen them a handful of times. Have all their albums. Definitely recommend it. Crazy in the brains. Kristoff is fantastic. Told me he needs to come back. Hopefully headlining next time because they are great. If you you know the interview was my introduction to him and the band, 
and I've been a huge fan ever since. I really enjoy that uh, music that uh, Christoph does with Crazy in the Brains. As he said in the interview, excited to see what new music is to come in the direction that the band is going. Totally. That's what I have to say at that particular show. So, Eric, yeah. what do you got? Well, I also saw Slaughterhouse, but that was last year. Okay. <laughs> Open up for uh, Bad Religion. However, this year, the show that I saw was not here. This was uh, down south. This was down in Las Vegas. This was the first Sick New World Festival. And, buddy, what a fucking fest. <laughs> like, I've been to open-air festivals before. Like, you know, I did my share of warp Tours and uh, Punk Rock Bowlings. But this is the first time where I went to an open-air festival where it was just one day. One day. All of that was in one day? Yes. I thought it was a two-day festival for some I reason. Thought, I thought it was, too. But no, this was all sandwiched within 13 hours. Jesus. <laughs> Starting at 11 a.m. and ending at fucking midnight. Oh, buddy, it was uh, it was awesome. <laughs> but damn, you really needed some fucking endurance. So I got there uh, right as uh, the first band, Scal, was finishing up. I got to hear him... Uh, <laughs> Him, them. It's a it's a band, not an artist. <laughs> I got to hear them from the uh, uh, from the line, and oh my god, it was uh, there were like little checkpoints to get to the line. First of all, my uh, my lift dropped me off uh, on the on the address, and then I was I basically had to walk a whole city block to the east, and then the south, and then back west. Just to get to the fucking entrance. Damn. I didn't really know where the entrance was. I just saw, oh, there's the big stage. Okay, I guess I'll have to follow this, uh, you know, this barrier. And then I ran into a uh, horde of people all dressed in black and wearing chains and baggy fucking pants. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I got to follow these people. So that's <laughs> what I did. And everyone was just, it was like this uh, this caravan of all these uh, new metal guys and yeah, everything. And this was a pretty mixed crowd. Throughout the festival, I was seeing like all the you know, all the new metal kids and new metal guys who uh, you know, saw all these bands back in their heyday but are taking their kids to go see them. And I saw yeah, I saw different areas, uh, different representatives of uh, metalheads with the uh uh with the uh patched up battle vests and I saw plenty I saw different areas of uh punks there being uh crusties and some street punks and some pop punks. And then I saw some uh yeah, then there were some uh suburban white wannabe gangsters <laughs> and some actual gangsters. Nice. Some of whom were the suicidals from Venice Beach. Yeah, plenty of guys repping the ST out there. Awesome. <laughs> and and yeah, then the industrial kids and the and the Ceno goth kids, and and a little bit of uh, a little bit of normal looking folks there. <laughs> but do you know who I ran into while I was at that festival? Who's that? Well, let me let me place it for you. I was at one of the stages watching. Um, I can't remember which band I was watching. It'll come to me. And I see this person in front of me. He's wearing a uh, battle vest, a cut off uh, denim jacket. And he's got none other than a Soldiers of Destruction patch Hell on there. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude. So I tap him on the shoulder like, dude, that band fucking kicks ass. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm the guitarist. It's crew. It was crew. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, do you remember me? Yeah, you interviewed us. You were the punk cast, right? Yeah, yeah holy shit. So 
Not only was it him, he was there with uh, Morat and his wife. Awesome. <laughs> so got to link up with those guys, got to catch up. Morat was actually there uh, doing an interview with, uh, uh, with Kitty and with, uh, oh, God, who, who, one of the other bands. There was way too many on that list. Yeah, there was You're way not giving too many. enough detail there. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, uh, I got the uh, roster in front of me. Cool. But yeah, he was interviewing for, uh, uh, for one of the magazines he was working for. Yeah, maybe it was, uh, whatever. Kitty was one of them. I think the other one was, uh, either way, yeah, they were down there. It was cool to, cool to say hey to those guys. Got some pictures with them. Crew, I have yet to see you uh, post them. Uh, but he'll get to it. So anyway, <laughs> but let's talk about the fest. The first band I saw when I was there, like actually saw and not heard from the line. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the fucking checkpoints. After I get to the entrance, it's like, okay, there's the uh, security checkpoint. All right, go through that. Then there's the uh, ticket checkpoint. Okay, and then there's the actual the actual entrance. <laughs> and there were 10,000 people there. There were... So many, so many. And you do wonder, like, uh, why wasn't Disturbed here on the first uh, <laughs> the first rendition of this festival? 10,000 fists in the air? Come on. Right. It's practically laid out, but <laughs> whatever. Maybe next year. Like, uh, oh, man, I could see so many different bands jumping on this festival. Anyway, first band I saw was Alien Ant Farm. Oh. And, yes, the rumors are true. They do have more music other than their cover of Smooth Criminal. <laughs> yes, they do. I've, I was actually a fan of them before they put that out. Plus, uh, I saw them come here and play at Liquid Joe's a few years back. Oh, yeah, they were here. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot that they were still a band. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, cool. And, yeah, they put on a good show. They were having fun. They were like, yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming out early and seeing us. All right, hell yeah. And and yeah, of course they played Smooth Criminal. That was the that was the closer of their set. <laughs> yeah, so then I so then I went over to uh yeah, went over to the other stage. It was the spiral stage, and I was watching the band Orgy, and that's where I saw a crew. And then we then I just kind of stuck around there for uh for quite a quite a bit of time because a lot of bands I wanted to see were on that stage. One of them one of them was the 69 Eyes. 69 Eyes, they are the band, they are the sort of a goth rock band from Finland. And yeah, they are more, f they're not as famous, but just about, just pretty close to, to the same fame that him had. <laughs> it was like, yeah, there are two bands from Finland that sounded similar in the goth rock spectrum. But the only thing that him had that was better than 69 Eyes was their logo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but but come on, thanks to Bam Margera, they all got famous. So yeah, 69 Eyes, it was cool seeing those guys. That was my first time seeing them. And got to hear the songs that I listened to when I was uh, 14, like Never Say Die. <laughs> Leave me alone in the light. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, saw a little bit of uh, London After Midnight, but they weren't exactly holding me. They, they were all right. There was some, uh, some pretty uh, standard goth rock shit. And then I went over, I sort of was uh, walking around over in the main stages. Soulfly was playing, Flyleaf was playing, then Papa Roach was playing. I didn't actually watch these guys, but as I was uh, walking around, I heard Papa Roach playing like, all right, that's cool. But 
I literally only know one song by Papa Roach. Only one? Only one. We all know which one it is, and I refuse to mention what it is because I hate that song. <laughs> Thank you, Rock Radio, for making me hate this among many, many other songs I used to love. Right. Or used to... Or used to... The, Except. <laughs> right. They're good songs. Like, if you heard them and just heard them a normal amount of times, you'd be happy to hear it every time it come up. But mm-hmm. when it gets overplayed, you're like, all right, I've heard too much. I've heard it too much. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes, every time I hear that song come on, I'm about to burst a vessel. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I didn't get to hear that live. Thank God. <laughs> so. you, you have no desire to cut anything? No. <laughs> no. I don't have anything. I will not say anymore. You are getting so close to that final checkpoint. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I was uh, it was around this time I was just uh, hanging out with the uh, crew and Morad and just uh, bullshitting around, and then went uh, back up to the spiral stage to see Lacuna Coil. Awesome! My first time seeing them since two thousand nine. And man, Lacuna Coil can still bring it. They are short one member. They used to be a six piece with uh, three guitarists. Oh. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not three guitarists, two guitarists. And then a bassist. And then, uh, of course, a drummer. And then Andrea and Christina on vocals. Okay. Yep, so that was, uh, that was a bit weird to me, but they still brought it. They didn't play any of the songs I recognized. Like, they didn't play... They didn't play Closer. They didn't play Our Truth, which I thought was really weird because that's like their biggest album. Oh. And and there was some like weird, uh, there was some weird shit towards the end where it was like, hey, uh, we apparently have got more time. So let's uh, sing this one. But they had already like uh, turned off their guitars and it was, uh, well, we got to get everything uh, queued up again. <laughs> well, while we're waiting for that, Christina is like, well, let's, uh, let's sing a uh, cover song. And she was like going on this whole like amping it up. It's like we're on the highway to hell. But before we could even uh, start singing the ACDC classic, it was like, oh wait, we're ready. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, at least that's how you know we are not uh, lip syncing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So Laguna Coil, they still bring it, and uh, yeah, they're one of the goth metal saviors from Europe. The band that put uh, Italian metal on the map. So, yeah, and yeah, I gotta say, Christina Scabia, not only does she uh, still have her voice very well preserved, but she herself looks so preserved that I'm starting to think she is a vampire. Because, <laughs> goddamn, she, she doesn't look a day over, a day over 30. And she's like, uh, she's pushing 50 right now, I believe. But hey, she still kills it. The band still kills it. I was stoked to see Lacuna Coil again. Then after Lacuna Coil, I went on over to another one of the main stages, the green stage, and I watched Mr. Bungle. And <laughs> Mr. <man>, Bunghole? <laughs> Mr. Bunghole. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were making, we were making jokes about that. <laughs> Mr. Bungle. And, yeah, I had never seen Mr. Bungle. I haven't listened to him that much. I never realized that Scott Ian was in that band. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. I was like, I was really far back. So, But I'm like, I can... That is unmistakably his beard, his long white <laughs> Taliban esque beard, his big, uh, his uh, big cue ball of a head, and he's sporting a Jackson guitar. I'm like, yeah, that's Scotty, <laughs> that's Scotty in. 
So it was cool seeing them. Mr. Bungle was a lot of was a lot of fun to watch. The singer he had a he had a shirt on that said, "I'm not gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks," <laughs> and he had a, a dick drawn on his face. I'm like, "Yep, this is uh, the Mr. Bungle I was uh, I was told about, but I didn't want to believe them." Who is the vocalist? I don't know. I thought I thought Mike Patton was. Maybe I'm thinking he was somebody. He must have been with somebody else. It's possible. I mean, all those bands are kind of in uh, cahoots with each other, right? Yeah. Anyway, I went over to uh, yeah, I went over to the uh, the sixth stage. My first uh, uh, my first uh, meander over there. I had just missed Coal Chamber, but I was in time to catch the last uh, little bit of Kitty's set. Awesome. Yeah, and Kitty was doing pretty good. I remember when they were new. Oh yeah. Yeah, like back in the '90s. You you weren't old enough. <laughs> we know this. Well, that was my first time uh, really hearing Kitty, and I was like, yeah, these guys are pretty good. And then I stuck around there to watch uh, Seven Dust. But Seven Dust came on, played two songs, and then the power went out. Oh, shit. That sucks. Yeah. The power went out for not just that stage, but the spiral stage. And that's where Melvins were going to be playing, but I didn't get to see the Melvins because of that. Wow. So I was like, okay, well, uh, what the fuck else is going on? And not much. Chevelle is playing, and I really don't like Chevelle. So, well, let's uh, go. Let's just kind of hope for the best. Uh, meanwhile, Turnstile was playing. Didn't watch Turnstile, but I, I listened to it a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, and then Filter was was on the uh, spiral stage. Now that they got the power back in, watch Filter. That was uh, pretty fun. They had some uh, guest vocalists come out. One of which was the vocalist for uh, Prodigy. I, can't, I remember seeing Filter at like a Warp Tour or something like that in the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> Just so you know, Mike Patton, Dave Lombardo's also in the band. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Bungo. Yeah. Mr. Bungo? <laughs> Mr. Bungalow? I, I was trying to say Mr. Bunghole, but it's Mr. Bungle. <laughs> Bongo? Mr. Bongo? <laughs> Mr. Bunghole? <laughs> I just watched the newest episode of Beavis and Butthead this morning. <laughs> okay, now he's in, okay, now he's in Mike Judge's head. <laughs> or Mike but Judge it, is in your head. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Mike Patton, uh, Scotty, in, the, the, in that band. Go oh, on. Okay. Don't mean to cut you off, but yes, just uh, clarify that, yes. Okay, Mike, Mike so Patton. it's a super group. Yes. Yeah. But I think um, they started there first, a lot of them, before they moved on to their other groups. Yeah, so they were a super group before they even knew it. Kind of like the Yardbirds. Yeah, because I believe... <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, Mike Patton, I th think Mr. Bungle uh, and Mike Patton's time with them anyway predates Faith No More. Oh, His really? time in Faith No More anyway. Hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. Get on with your show. Uh, yeah, get on with my <laughs> shit. So yeah, Filter, they had a pretty good uh, set. And then KMFDM took the stage. And I was really excited about these guys. Because, I mean, I heard of them. And I heard how intense their performances can be. And I was like, okay, show me what you got. And good God, they were like the loudest band I ever listened to. Like the most intense performance that night thus far. I was <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, their lead vocalist, like uh, uh, their actual lead vocalist. I have his name down here. What was it? Uh, Sasha Konitsko. Yep. Coming out there with his uh, trucker cap and his aviator glasses and just hitting on the samples and then doing the vocals where it needs to. And meanwhile, is a uh, uh, 
his counterpart vocalist, uh, Lucia, uh, Lucia Civarelli. She, uh, she really owned it on stage. Like she just had this resting come hither look and the sort the way that she had her makeup, she was just sporting this Elvira vibe to it, but (laughs) she was just like, she was just like luring you in like a tractor beam as if she was a Lucy herself. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's see what you got. (laughs) And they played a hell of a set. It was, uh, it was awesome seeing like the, uh, the back screening, uh, playing, um, playing little clips from their music videos, especially when they closed out with uh, uh, Paradise. <laughs> yeah, makes sense why you picked. Uh, well, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll be playing some KMFDM because I was really taken by their set. I'm like, yeah, these guys. How the fuck have I slept on these guys for so long, <laughs> man? So, so yeah, I'm making up for lost time and. Listening to some KMFDM, and uh, my friend who is a major industrial head, she's like, okay, I will show you the way. Okay, <laughs> please do, because KMFDM kicks ass. Okay. Moving on from there, I stuck around at that same uh, same stage and watched uh, Skinny Puppy. And they were, they were all right. It was kind of a hard act to follow, <laughs> you know, KMFDM, but Skinny Puppy... Uh, Again, I had to grant them some leeway. This is the last year they're going to be a band. They're breaking up after this, and they're uh, it, it kind of showed. We'll say that. Fair. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I at least got to see them play, and and yeah, I don't regret it. I, I don't have any bad things to say about uh, Skinny Puppy. They were good. And then uh, after that, she wants revenge. And I was like, okay. We just had like a uh, strain of industrial bands, some of which were pretty damn heavy, and then we got Skin. She Wants Revenge, which is sort of a gothic alternative. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I didn't expect you to. (laughs) Not a lot of people do. And I'm like, and I just was sticking around there mainly because Ministry was up on that stage next, but I was getting really bored with She Wants Revenge. I'm like, well, let's go check out uh, Deftones on the main stage. So, yeah, I went and saw Deftones for a little bit. I was uh, really far back. I was about, oh, God, a quarter of a mile. It was a sea of people. But, and I got to hear some of Deftones' songs. They played my favorite one, My Own Summer. First band I ever saw, and I think I probably said it on the show, was Deftones. First band I ever saw live. I don't think you said that. Oh, that's the first band I ever saw at a live show, and it was right after their very first album. Oh, nice. They opened up for 311, oddly enough. And this is before 311 became a... Uh, a lame band. <laughs> yeah, how to, yeah. One of those pot-smoking festivals, you know, whatever it is that <laughs> plays that kind of white guy reggae music. Whatever, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of shit. Whatever I that know, is. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the Red Rocks Blaze Up sort of shit. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that shit is, which I will not attend, uh, that's when I saw 311. <laughs> but it was Deftones, and man, they killed it. Anyway, you saw Deftones after they've released several albums. Yeah, and that was my uh, second time seeing them. I didn't stick around for the whole set. I'm not incredibly familiar with uh, Deftones' work. Yeah, bored. <laughs> I know that one, but the one I know the best is do 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 do, and then of course, so right, boom. Run! I was bummed that I didn't get to hear that song live, but but again, I got to hear my favorite one. That was fine. 
And I have seen Deftones before. I saw them uh, back in, I want to say, 2017. They were on tour with uh, Thrice and Rise Against. Okay. Yep, and they played at USANA. Cool. That was my first time seeing Deftones, and yeah, was not disappointed. And yeah, from what I could see in this uh, little uh, snippet of a live show that I caught, they're still bringing it. Yeah. Loving it. Anyway, then I went back to the... Uh, the spiral stage, I guess you can consider that my home base, <laughs> to see Ministry play. And, man, they got their set cut short because they were doing sound check and one of the monitors was giving out on the stage. So they, were take, they took about 10 minutes to figure out that shit. And uh, by then, Ministry came on and they only had about 20 minutes to play their songs. So... And Al even uh, called attention to it. He's like, due to the incompetency of the stagehands here, we, <laughs> yeah, typical Al fashion. Nice. We will, we will be playing what you actually paid the big bucks. You want to hear all the classics? Well, we still got a brand new song for you. And we're talking new like it's not even released yet. This is called Goddamn White Trash. <laughs> and... Oh, I was getting into that one. It felt like a uh, old school ministry. Like you think of, you think of just those that type of shit. <laughs> so yeah, they played a few of the new ones, and then they closed out with three of their biggest fucking hits. Probably the three biggest hits: "Just One Fix," "New World Order," and "Thieves." And the people around me, they were going nuts. So yeah, now began the track. The fucking journey to get to the big stage to go see the two closers, Corn and System of a Down. Most of my viewing of Corn, and this was my first time seeing them too, by the way, was following this big Tongan looking guy <laughs> who was actually swimming through the crowd of people, which was, oh man, they were packed like sardines. <laughs> sardines that couldn't swim. <laughs> so I managed. The closest I got to the stage was about an eighth of a mile back. And Korn, uh, they were doing pretty good, except for the fact that the bass was drowning out a lot of the sound most of the time. Not surprised. Korn was probably in the first three or four concerts that I saw, and that was after their first album. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think some gray hairs are showing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was great to see, it was great to see Korn. I got to hear... Yeah, I got to hear Got the Life. I got to hear uh, Shoots and Ladders and Here to Stay. And I got to hear Blind. So, yeah, I can say that. I am bummed that I didn't get to hear Right Now. But I got to hear uh, Coming Undone. And nice. I got to hear them play. I got to hear John Zosef do Twist live. I did not think he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, of course, they close their set with Freak on a Leash. Cool. So, yeah, I was stoked that I got to see Korn. Hopefully, they'll be touring and uh, uh, playing a sort of smaller venue. Because, <laughs> I mean, the right. last time Korn was here, it was uh, 2016, maybe. And they played at the Saltaire. That's where I saw them the first two times I saw them. Really? Yep. Well, it looks like they haven't uh, grown too much. <laughs> uh, we can't all be Slipknot people. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Corn, it's it's awesome. That's one of the first heavy bands I ever started listening to, and this was this was around the uh, See You on the Other Side era. Cool. So yeah, right right after uh, Head left for uh, religious purposes and alcoholic purposes, <laughs> you know, he was an alcoholic. He uh, sought 
and sought faith in Christianity and uh, was like, that is the reason why I'm sober now. <laughs> but Head's, Head has since uh, rejoined the band, but I don't think Fieldy's with them anymore. I, I read somewhere years ago that he was leaving Corn, but I think it was, I think it was just him taking a break. I don't know, but I wasn't, I wasn't close enough to the stage to see how the bassist was holding his bass, you know, <laughs> at a ninety degree angle as if it were upright. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but whatever. It was still, it was still Corn to me. <laughs> as long as Jonathan Davis and Monkey are in the band, yeah, it's Corn. Right. Anyway. Now let's get to the main reason why I was there. Part of the main reason I was there was, well, I wanted to see Killing Joke, I wanted to see Body Count, and I wanted to see System of a Down. But two of those bands are the reason why my heart sank at this festival. (laughs) First, Killing Joke dropped off the fest about two months prior, and I didn't know about it until the day before. I was looking at the, uh, the schedule and seeing which bands were playing at which stage and what time, and I was like, where the fuck is Killing Joke? Where the fuck is Killing Joke? And <laughs> they were not on there. They apparently dropped off, and I don't know why. I didn't look into it. I was a little busy that day. So. True. <laughs> uh, but I'll have, to, I'll have to figure that out. I don't have to. I want to. But <laughs> The fact is, I was bummed I didn't get to see Killing Joke, but I was also bummed that I didn't get to see Body Count because they were playing the same time as System of a Down. Why do you hate me? <laughs> you told me that when you first got here before we were recording, and I was thinking, God, that sucks. And then at the beginning of this segment here, when you said it was a one-day fest, I thought, oh, I guess that makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Is to try to pack everything on in on one day, and I mean that list was huge. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how many stages they had going, but that's crazy. Four. That, uh, four stages. There are yeah. four stages. Yeah, you can't do four stages at different times. That wouldn't even make sense. Two stages at different times, maybe three, but four. You're having bands playing at the same time, yeah. and that sucks. The body count was playing at the same time. I know. And what else? Uh, What's more is this uh, reminded me of every Warp Tour I went to. Yeah. Like, they usually had 10 to 12 stages the last few years anyway. Yeah. They had about 10 to 12 stages, and they had pairs. Every sta- stage was paired with another one, and those alternated. But, mm-hmm. y- you know, you had five to six stages going on at the same time. Yeah. But they did a good nutty. job of, like, grouping the music because they had a really large variety, and so they would kind of group yeah. the musics uh, on those two correlating stages. Yeah, and that was how they did with the big stages. There was the purple stage and the green stage. They were right next to each other. So Corn was finishing up on the uh, purple stage, and System was going to be taking the uh, the green stage. Awesome. And I got as close as I fucking could. I tried my damnedest, uh, but I was at a good I was at a good spot, and I was content because I'm like, I can see it on the overhead monitors. I can see them, and I'll be hearing them. Right. And then. They uh, walk out onto the stage, and I was like, oh, shit, it's happening. And then Serge just greets him with a welcome. And then (laughs) one, two, three, four, ten. And they let that pause draw out. They're just (laughs) like, okay, next. And everyone goes, they're trying to build a prison. (laughs) And they just elongate that pause anymore. They're just soup. They are teasing us. <laughs> Eventually, yes, prison song goes fucking pray, 
goes into full force. The crowd gets fucking wild. Even at the area where I was at, people were dancing. And I was like, this is what it's like. And my God, System, they played a huge set. They played 30 songs. I have their set list right here. Most of them were from uh, Toxicity, of course. <laughs> but yeah, because of course. But they also played a lot from their first album. Like they, uh, yeah, the first album, the self-titled album, they, of course, they would play Sugar. Of course, they played Spiders, but they also did Suggestions. They did Soil. They did Peephole. And they did darts, and I was pretty, I was pretty satisfied with that. And of course, they played "Sugar." <laughs> that was their closer. That was the song they ended on. And of course, they played "Toxicity." At, well, yeah, "Toxicity," but mainly "Chop Suey." <laughs> yeah, because what system set would be complete without that song? But they played it a little earlier in the set than I anticipated. I thought "Chop Suey" was gonna be one of the penultimate songs or one of the showstoppers or something like that. But no, they played it right in the middle. Nice. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were going through classics. They were playing a lot of my favorites. Like they, they played deer dance. They played needles. They played, uh, uh, they played, uh, lost in Hollywood. They did bring your own bombs. They did, uh, radio video. And of course, uh, Oh God, what is the song? Lonely Day. <laughs> yeah, Lonely Day and Hypnotize. And they did the two songs that they released uh, in 2020. The, uh, uh, have them right here. Yeah, Genocidal Humanoids and Protect the Land. Cool. And they even did one one song from their first demo. Damn. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. D-A-M. So they were really getting into, they were really getting into the deep cuts on this. And why not? This is their first performance in... Well, a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> First USA performance, anyway. <laughs> I think the last time they played USA was 2017. Wow. They played a festival. I don't know. It's uh, it was a long time. It's been a long time. All the reason why I needed to be here. <laughs> yeah, and they played, like, all my favorites from uh, Toxicity. Well, almost. I mean, they did, as I said, they did Deer Dance. They did Aerials. They did Toxicity. They did Needles. Uh, and then they did Psycho. That was the first system song I ever heard. Psycho. Go pay. Go gay. It was fucking awesome. Oh, and Atwa. I was hoping that they would play science, but they didn't. I was hoping they would play violent pornography, but they didn't. <laughs> but it's, you know, I can't complain too much. They hit like bullseyes on everything they did play. And, and the band themselves, oh, they are still bringing it. I mean, even the fact that uh, John and Darren have kind of uh, gotten girthier <laughs> and uh serge tonkin has uh, noticeably gotten grayer they still know how to put on a hell of a show darren is still the showman he is still uh just getting everybody wild riled up i remember in the middle of toxicity right before it goes into that little uh ding 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 they had a little pause there and darren's like you know i'm noticing there aren't a lot of pits going on around here so let's just have a really big circle pit We'll even we'll even get you started. Why don't you going round, round, going around, round, round, going around, round, round, going around. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's just how I pictured it. He's because Darren's the goofy one and Serge is the uh, the more serious one. It's kind of funny how they work off of each other. So yeah, that's everything I could have uh, I could have hoped for. It took me it took me almost twenty years to see System of a Down live. <laughs> 
20 years, one of the first heavy bands I was ever listening to. And now finally, I can say that I've seen them play. And they still kicked ass. So there you go. That was a sick new world. And the uh, end result, I was going back and forth to the... uh, uh, to the bathroom, not necessarily to take a piss all the time, <laughs> but to douse myself in water. I was putting my hat under there, just getting it soaked, throwing water, filling up my water bottle. Oh, and that was the thing. Like, I, the water there was so expensive. Like, a liquid death was five bucks. Jeez. If you wanted a beer, a fucking 24-ounce PBR, cheap beer, but not there. You had to pay $15 for that shit. That's it was crazy. the same price as like getting a cocktail made, and I ordered a I ordered a chicken sandwich there because I hadn't eaten that day yet. Chicken sandwich was thirteen dollars, and it was not worth its weight. <laughs> I had better sandwiches for fucking cheaper at Wendy's, <laughs> so that says a lot. God damn. So, so yeah, but I just managed to. Uh, yeah, being the fucking, uh, being the sick fuck that I am, I didn't give a fuck about germs. People were dropping their water bottles all over the place and Gatorade bottles here and there, and I was just tick picking them up, gulping them down. I even took one of the uh, big smart water bottles, and I carried that with me in my back pocket, went back periodically to refill it. Because, <laughs> yeah, if the water's that expensive, I don't want to know how much a clear water bottle with the Sick New World logo on it is going to be. And that was the other thing, the merch lines... The merchandise, fucking forget it. I could barely see what it was, but there was a line of people zigzagging, just or not zigzagging, serpentine. Wow. It was so, it was huge. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm good. I mean, I'm penny pinching right now, and I don't have, I barely have enough money for food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to afford such merchandise. And I don't have time to be standing in this long-ass line. I got bands I got to see, dude. Right. So, so yeah, I didn't exactly bring back any, uh, any trinkets or memorabilia. Well, except for a portable charger because I didn't get any uh, pictures or videos of System of a Down because my phone was on 3% battery life and it was on maximum saving power mode. So I couldn't use the camera if I wanted to. <laughs> And I still needed that battery power to get a lift back to my Airbnb. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a pain in the ass. I went to, uh, they had like a, a lock, lockers where you could have a charging station. And I went over there, was just like, is there somewhere I could charge my phone? It's like, well, we have the portable charger. Uh, can I charge it? Uh, you'll have to buy it. It's like, you either buy it or you just put a down payment on there as collateral that you'll you know, bring it back, uh-huh. you know, cause people use them throughout the festival, but he just sold it to me for 20 bucks. I'm like, you know what? It's worth it. I need one. Okay, cool. So yeah, that was, uh, that's the little, uh, that's the, me- <laughs> what is it? The souvenir that I got from sick new world was go. a portable charger mm-hmm. and buddy, you best believe I'm going to be using that <laughs> come punk rock bowling. So yeah, like I said earlier, make sure to reapply sunscreen uh, stay hydrated. Bring a fucking hydration pack. They'll let you bring it in as long as it gets past security and the the bladder is empty. <laughs> and yeah, don't buy food. Well, don't buy food at the festival. You will go broke <laughs> buying food. Oh <laughs> God. And also, I should probably have uh, got a hotel close to where the festival grounds were. You know, I didn't. I was like, yeah, Airbnb is cheap, but. 
you would have spent the same amount of money on a on a room in like Circus Circus that I did Ubering back and forth <laughs> to <laughs> various places. So yeah, it kind of evened out. There you go. But oh well. That is my that is my story of my first time at Sick New World. Well, it was everybody's first time. This was the first Sick New World festival. And, yeah, I, I hope it becomes a thing because I can see a ton of these uh, bands, these uh, 90s bands or 90s affiliated bands, you know, alt rock, goth rock, industrial, uh, new metal. I can see them all flocking to this one. And it's a vast, it is a vast genre, people. Right. I can see the likes of... You know, if next year, if they don't get Rage Against the Machine, I'm putting money on it right now. Rage Against the Machine will be playing next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe Slipknot, maybe Rammstein, maybe Pantera, maybe Five Finger Death Punch, and maybe Front 242. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, a, it's practically a bottomless pit. They right. pulled some bands out of retirement for this one. <laughs> like Cold Chamber hadn't played a show in like seven years. Wow. And they played this one, and I missed them, which... <laughs> It's okay. I'm not a huge Cold Chamber fan, but still, that's the that's the sort of a brevity that this festival has with all these bands. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it's uh, where it's gonna go. Hopefully next year is uh, better. I'll be a little more intelligent. I'm a little wiser <laughs> now. Okay, so that took up a lot of time. It did. I got a few shows. I'm gonna quickly mention. We need to get back to the music uh, real quick. The at Seascape. Which is, I don't know, it's probably, oh, it's in Toronto. So go, if you're in Toronto, uh, go check out the show. It's on May 20th. It's 10 bucks at the door. You get to see Gag Order, ASOP, Backbreaker, and Well and Wasted. Good stuff there. Go follow the bands. Apple Sized Olive Project if you want to get more details. Uh, next week starts, well, actually, it's this week, and I'm going to be there. So if you happen to be at the Austin show on May 18th or the Dallas show on May 19th. I'm going to be there. They're aggressive and hard seller playing. That kicks off their tour uh, the 20th in Oklahoma City, 21st Kansas City, 23rd in Milwaukee, 24th in Columbus, 25th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and then they wrap it up on Tulsa on the 27th. So if you're going to be at those first two, uh, come find me. Also at Punk Rock Bowling, I'm doing previews over on Punkanoi Worldwide released the main festival preview. Uh, if you're going to be there, well, guess what? Eric, me, and even old Punk Chris are all going to be there. So come see us. We'll have some stuff to hand out. Like I said, if you're going to any of the club shows, uh, on the Monday club show, I'm going to be at the Bell Tones that features the Chisel, the Drowns, and Speed of Light. I will be at Antiheroes, the Generators, Antagonizers ATL, and Hunting Lion Show on Saturday. The Friday show will be Lion's Law, Ms. Wisdom in Chains, Military Gun, Anti-Vision, and Halt. I think Anti-Vision just came out with something new today on Asteroid M Records right as we were recording this. Booze and Glory is the Sunday show I'll be at with the Rum Jacks, the Barstool Preachers, and the Provos. Early next week, I'll be doing a preview of all the club shows. But if you're going to be at any of those, come say hi. That's where I will be. Uh, if you're not going to be at Punk Rock Bowling and you're going to be in Dresden on May 26th and 27th, we'll go to Contrabash. You'll get to see Collapse, Complete Loss, Liberty and Justice, Red London, Nagon, Claim Choice, The Spartanics, uh, Know Which OK, 
I think I got that incorrect. And then Koran. Uh, go check those bands out at Contrabash. Uh, uh, May 28th, the Punk on the Peninsula. You can go see that festival, and that'll feature Slady. Let's see, Punk on the Peninsula. I forget where that is. But anyway, it's over in Europe. Uh, Slady, The Outcasts, Insane, David Delinquent, and the IOUs. Uh, kicked in the Teeth, Rum Lads, and many others. I'm not going to go over that whole list, but Punk on the Peninsula will be going on. Thursday, May 25th, right before Punk Rock Bowling, if you are in the L.A. area, uh, go see Lion's Law with Doug and the Slugs, 21 Gun Salute, and Matt Henson of Noise, and that's in Pomona. That'll be at Characters. So that'll be an awesome opening, you know, if you're in L.A. or Pomona anyway, uh, go check that out. And then head over to Punk Rock Bowling, Some Kind of Nightmare. They are still on tour. They have a lot of tour left to go. Bakersfield, California tonight when you might be listening to this. And then Santa Cruz, San Jose, Berkeley, Tarzana, Yuma. They'll be doing a show at Punk Rock, the club show at Punk Rock Bowling on the 26th. That'll be at the Backstage Bar and Billiards. The 28th in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Oklahoma City, then Tulsa, and Arkansas on the 31st, and they'll still be going into mid-June. Uh, the show that I went and saw, Grade 2, Crazy in the Brains, and Slaughterhouse, those bands are still playing. Uh, they went to Denver, then tonight is Kansas City on the 19th, uh, West Chicago, 20, 20th is St. Louis, they have a to-be-determined show on the 22nd, so somewhere between St. Louis and Austin, Texas on the 23rd. San Antonio, 24th. Tucson, 26th. 27th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And then that 28th, they'll be doing the club show at Punk Rock Bowling. Spam Fest is also coming up soon. That'll be June 3rd and 4th. I'll talk more about that on the next show. Uh, pool party that I want to go check out features a lot of the bands that I'll be seeing at the club shows. But on Saturday, May 27th, just to give you an idea of some of the pool parties that'll be going on at Punk Rock Bowling, Lions Law, Booze and Glory, and the Provos will be playing on the 27th. And they that starts at 11, 11 a.m. until around 1 over at the Citrus Pool Deck. And that's at the Downtown Grant. I didn't get a room there this time. Uh, I think everything was sold out by the time I was looking. And then uh, something that we will be talking about soon on June 8th, 9th, and 10th, Baltimore 95 Punk and Ska Music Fest. We should be talking about that next week, presenting it to you the week that it should be coming about. Or, no, about a week before, rather, with uh, old uh, T. Soprano. And, you know, uh, we'll talk more about those details with him, but just know that that festival's coming up in Baltimore. So, you East Coasters, yeah, there's something cool coming your way those three days. And the final show that I am going to mention is the Reckless Upstarts are currently in California. They just did a few shows, but they're going to be back in Windsor for uh, a record release of the We Walk Alone that just came out, which is a fantastic album. Definitely get it. Check it out. That's on May 19th at Chelsea Underground, also with Violent Way, Brain Itch, and Behavioral Issues. So check those out. That's everything I got. Eric, what shows you got to mention before we get into uh, something that you're going to be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a few that I'm going to plug right here. Um, uh, yeah, tonight at the time where you'll uh, be listening to this is uh, going to be DRI, Dre's Method, and Necropsy at Kamikazes. $18, 8 p.m. if you uh, still have time. 
Uh, Intent was scheduled to play that show, but their drummer unfortunately died. Oh. Yeah. We don't know the COD yet. Like, it just happened a couple days ago, so. That's terrible. Obviously, the tour is canceled. Right. (laughs) Well, for for them anyway, like, uh, yeah, that really sucks. It does. But yeah, DRI is still uh, still soldiering through, and uh, and yeah, Dre's method and necropsy is still gonna fucking uh, kill it up there. Not sure if there's a uh, a replacement band for uh, Intent, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. I try to get on there, but <laughs> but no, unfortunately, uh, nothing's happening. At least not on my not on my side. Anyway, on the uh, 20th, Bitch Fest is going to be happening at Aces High Saloon. That'll include Savage Master, Hell Fury, Hoaxed, Ritual Moon, and P.S. Destroy This. All female-fronted bands. Hence, the <laughs> Bitch Fest. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be awesome to see uh, be awesome to see Hell Fury again. Those guys are kick-ass. Awesome. Anyway, on the 21st, GBH, MDC, and NIIS at Urban Lounge. Be $28 with the fees and starts at 7 p.m. That's going to be a fucking killer one. I'm debating on if I should go to that because I'll be seeing GBH in uh, PRB. Yeah, in a week and a half's time. So, right. so yeah, we'll see. Uh, then on the 24th, All Time Low is coming with Mayday Parade and Games We Play. That'll be at the Union. It's $40 fucking dollars and it starts at 7 p.m. But that's because All Time Low and Mayday Parade have such a draw. That was like a, you know, that was like a late 2000s, early 2010s pop punk. <laughs> kids were losing their shit over those guys. <laughs> yeah. Then on the uh, 29th, Drain. <laughs> I'm still bitter as fuck about this. I love Drain, and I missed them the last two times we were here, including this upcoming one. But yeah, they'll be playing with uh, Tarana. Out of Pocket, MS Paint, and Dirty Mike is going to be doing a set with uh, Iden Jean Mask. And that is, uh, that's advertised as behind the FICE gallery, the F-I-C-E gallery. Not sure where exactly that is, but if you know it, you'll find it. Starts at 6.30. Don't know the price, but I'm jealous of all you fuckers going. (laughs) (laughs) Then finally, on the 31st at Aces High Saloon, we have Nomas with Snuff Tape. Goro and Birth Void. Goro hasn't played a show in a couple years. The last time I saw them play was when I was playing with them at a wow. at a Resolute Tattoo with uh, Gag Order, and I think that was Gag Order's last show in Salt Lake. Man, <laughs> that's a depressing show. Anyway, no, it wasn't depressing. It was fun. It was the only time uh, Anonymous at least played at Resolute before that all that shit happened and got shut down and. Yeah, if you were there, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's happened at this show. Nomas, Snuff Tape, Goro, Birth Void, all playing at Aces High Saloon. $15 entry and starts at 8 p.m. I'd definitely check that one out if uh, I wasn't in uh, if I wasn't in Vegas. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, upcoming shows. Everything else is in June, but May is pretty fucking loaded. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, it's high time. We get back to some music, so let's get to it. Eric, what do you got? Well, I have something that's debatably music. (laughs) (laughs) It's something. Yeah, it's something. So if you guys uh, have been kind of paying attention to underground music in Salt Lake the past couple years, you may be familiar with a band called Ass Eats Foot. Well, I'm here to correct something here. We are not a band. (laughs) We're a performance artist. (laughs) We just happen to have instruments. (laughs) That's fair. 
So yeah, the ass eats foot. Apparently, we're getting some traction. We have played three shows. I already told you about the show we played last minute, might I say, at uh, at the uh, the general violence conference. Uh, with the full fucking paint rollers and the Kool-Aid dressed like a j- children of God cult. <laughs> uh, yeah, Assy's foot. We've, uh, for those of you that don't know, that was a little thing that me and Land- my best friend Landon Hale started back when we were in high school in 2009. And, we were just like we were just going down the rabbit hole of all these uh, slam bands and all these gore grind and porno grind bands that only existed on YouTube and MySpace and, and they were <laughs> terrible. They were such terrible bands, but they had such funny names and such gross album titles. It's like you think of those uh, uh, Tromo Tromo films, the Toxic Avenger right? series. Yeah, that's basically what all these bands were. They were just the death grind, grind core, noise grind, gr- men's grind. Yeah, dick grind equivalent to that. <laughs> uh, lyrically, anyway, and a lot of uh, fucking program drums. But it was funny. We were just having a ball with this. So we're like, hey, let's uh, throw our hat in the ring. And that's where Acid's Foot came up. <laughs> Actually, we thought of Acid's Foot. I remember exactly where we were. We were at Brighton. We were on the Crest chairlift. And we were thinking of stupid band names like that. And then Landon came up with Acid's Foot. He's like, just just picture it. Some guy who's on one leg while his other one is just uh, behind him getting <laughs> consumed by his ass. So we got home that night and we were just writing down song titles like as far as the eye could see and we were just laughing our nuts off the entire time <laughs> so so yeah that's how Assy's foot was born we did it for a couple years and then we just sort of abandoned it but we kept it going in a certain vein so we uh as Assy's foot goes our first uh, couple albums at least the ones you can find on band camp are the he's back ep then the Dudes Behind the Desk EP, then the Joe fucking Pesci, you motherfucker, you LP, then the Assacre and the Assalog. <laughs> so that's uh, five albums that we had. Not included here is the uh, Do Not Sit on the Fence demo. <laughs> yeah, I could go on. I could go on, but we're sort of, uh, I've been talking for too much. So the first, when Assy's Foot just kind of uh, sort of, I'm air quoting here, disbanded. <laughs> Uh, me and Landon decided to keep a certain version of it, but call it something different, despite the fact that it's the exact same thing. So we came up with this. Uh, so we were throwing around stupid names that had the prefix ass, and then we were like, Asquatch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Asquatch, that's good. And then we thought of Iron Shaven. So I was like, okay, this will this will work. And, and we just uh, came up with this whole album in like a day. And when I say album, I mean the 12, no, 13, 13 songs. None of these songs reach the length of 30, mi- 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Nope. This whole album is about uh, three minutes and we're going to listen to the whole fucking thing. <laughs> this is not Assy's Foot, but this is one of our surrogates. This is Asquatch, Iron Shaven. The first song is called Corpse Sack. Also, Prepare for a lot of Napoleon Dynamite references. There's a plenty in here. So, have fun. Why did you go eat a decrotic piece of crap? <laughs> I lost everything. <laughs> hey, Don, did you take a dump in your bed last night? <laughs> <laughs> 
both know I'm trying to become a cage fighter. Since when, Kip? You have the worst reflexes of all time. Try and hit me, Napoleon. What? I said come down here and see what happens if you try and hit me. Jeez! It's a crotch party right up in here! Why don't you lick on this big jump? Stop it, Dale! Stop it! Stop it! That's cute. I know what you're thinking, punk. You're thinking, did he fire six shots or only five? Forty-seven! God! Worthy fucking adversary. Who's in pajamas, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. God. Why'd you have to sell me all the fucking chips, Kip? <laughs> fuck! Saturday, I'll fuck you in the ass the next Wednesday instead. Woo! You got a day Wednesday, baby! I want coffee and cream and ass with my tea. Shit in my breakfast. Welcome. Smoke off the bunger. Fire in my ass. Smoke off the bunger. See my eyes again. See my ass again. Why did you feel a need to uh, to defecate in front of a live audience? Because I don't like it. There you go. That's the whole album. <laughs> yeah. So what made this uh, different from Acid's Foot? Well, not much. <laughs> uh, by the way, we didn't have a drummer. How did we get the drums? Well, we took the uh, little microphone that we had, the Rock Band microphone, because that could actually plug into the USB port on my phone, and we just recorded drum playthroughs on YouTube, and then we just kind of built the song around that. <laughs> Sometimes we didn't even have drums. We just said, yeah, fuck it. We'll do whatever. <laughs> and yeah, the isolated Bruce Dickinson vocal tracks. <laughs> and that, uh, yeah, the reason why this uh, sort of came up is like why I wanted to play it is there was this little uh, meme thing going around on Facebook, like uh, name all the bands that you were a part of. So I was like, oh boy. So <laughs> I had it divided in segments, the actual bands. And then the bands that me and Landon did that <laughs> I put them as, quote, passion projects. And that included all the ass bands. And people were, like, laughing at Asquatch. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here's the album, the Iron Shaven. And then, and then one guy was like, dude, that song that you have, Stabbing the Ass with a Hot Dog, is a masterpiece. And for reference, that's the song that starts off with, I don't have a penis. Me either. <laughs> yeah and by the way that's the that's this that's the album the tracks were preceded as such corpse sack the napoleon sex chronicles king bong i had sex with a ceiling fan armadildo al corn pone stinkachu <laughs> stabbed in the ass with a hot dog sprinkles in my meat 
smoke off the bonger, then smoke off the bonger part two. And I like to shit on stage because I am your Iron Man and then Iron Shaven, the pooper. <laughs> we had a bit of a motif going on. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's Asquatch. And there are many others. There was Asslex Perita. There was Creature from the Ass Lagoon. There was Chastity. There was David Asselhoff and uh, Ass Cunt. <laughs> yeah, not Anal Cunt, Ass Cunt. <laughs> we were different. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but yeah, you could say we were living in the shadow of AC, <laughs> that, but that doesn't matter anymore because, uh, Assy's foot is still alive and well, well, I don't want to say well, but alive, we're alive. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing anymore, but yeah, so there you go. That was Assy's foot folks. That, that was Assy's foot's children. <laughs> There's plenty more where that came from. You can find it all on Bandcamp. Well, most of it, we may just release the whole Acid's Foot discography in one album. Nice. Me and Landon been talking about that. So yeah, there's more coming. I didn't think this was going to see any any light of day outside of my basement. <laughs> but apparently there's a demand for us. So, hey, okay. great. Okay, let's move on to some actual music. And back to the music. Uh, we're getting tight on the show time. So I'm going to quickly just go right into this album. It is Acid Claw. Acid. Yes. <laughs> There's a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Acid Claw is from south of England. Got an email back in November from the publicist of the band, Jody. Been waiting to play. Uh, I really liked it, and so I'm going to cover it as a great cover-to-cover -cover album for me. It was released November 26th of 2022. They notified us like a week before. Wish I would have got to it back then. But nonetheless, Silly Heart it came out November 26th. I like the album a lot. We're going to play two tracks here, so I'm going to get right into the first one. It's called Memory Hole. So off of Silly Heart, here's some Acid Claw. <laughs> From trees, urgency, emergency. Paper cuts and slammed hands, walking into low beams. One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war, but that chestnut in your pocket. Medicine and the doctor eating out the bin. Urgency, emergency. Orange squash and baked beans. Ooh, baby, please don't tease. I declare a thumb war. Put that chestnut in your pocket.
what you think? Oh man, that sounds like it could be. Uh, that sounds like it could be the soundtrack of a uh, Hammer Horror style <laughs> B movie, yeah, and even more so like uh, that little uh, bridge part where the organs going do 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 do. That right. same scale pattern was used by Steve Harris in the Iron Maiden song Phantom of the Opera. My so. phone was telling me it was hearing Max Richter's something or another. Uh, I don't remember the song. I don't know who Max Richter is. I'm like, yeah. no phone. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, definitely had that. Uh, definitely had that old uh, Transylvania style of vamp- gothic vampiric quality to it. So yeah, I just kept except. I just kept expecting to hear uh, Gary Oldman come out of the shadows go, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Well, I got one more. Let's get into it. So that's song 10 on the album. We started with Towards the End. I can't remember if there's more than 10, but started Towards the End. We're going to end with the beginning, which is track number one, Cabbage. <laughs> so here we go. Off of Silly Heart, let's do one more from Acid Claw.
that's cabbage from Acid Claw. Yeah, damn. Acid Claw is pretty cool. <laughs> right? It's like if uh, Psycho Billy had a bit more of a metal edge uh, to exactly. it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Not quite so... Uh, I guess the only band that comes to mind on that front is uh, Pagan Dead. They're more like black metal psychobilly. But these guys had a bit more of a, a sort of a thrashy, kind of hardcore quality to it. It's pretty awesome. I, I love the sounds. Really cool band. Go check out Silly Heart. Uh, thanks again to the band for reaching out and getting the music shared to us, at least through the publicist. So that's really cool. Go check them out. Eric's got uh, so we're gonna wrap up the show, and the track that Eric's picked is a long one, so we're gonna get right into it. Yeah, long one, but most of it's instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we uh, preluded earlier, I'm gonna be playing a KMFDM song. <clears throat> so yeah, I did a bit of a uh, dive into KMFDM's history. That's the band from Germany, Hamburg, Germany, and founded in 1984. Stan the Name is an acronym for Kein Mary für die Mitleid, which uh, roughly translates to No Pity for the Majority. <laughs> uh, but of course, as they made their way over to the States, they made a joke that it stands for Kill Motherfucking Depeche Mode. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, because we didn't have Google Translate back then. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, conceived in Hamburg, but they relocated to the U.S. and signed to Wax Tracks Records, and that was the label for industrial bands to be signed to. You had Minimal Concept, Front 242, Thrill Kill Cult, Frontline Assembly, and pretty much all of Al Jurgensen's side projects. Awesome. So yeah, that's when they found their first taste of success, and they were you know, among the first bands to really bring industrial music to the masses in the 90s. Cool. So kick-ass guys. They've been around for... 40 years and 22 albums full of socio-political driving rhetoric backed by music that can be reserved and danceable to just dominatingly brutal. And uh, yeah, and their singer, uh, Lucia Cifrelli's uh, vocals can adjust as such to fit the motif. And she's a hell of a dancer. <laughs> Not Michael Jackson style, but she does enough. Anyway, the... And I love the artwork on their album. It's composed by uh, Aiden Brutal, uh, uh, not Brutal, Brute, just Brute, Hughes. And yeah, it's got that uh, comic book style, uh, you know, it's just hard lines, graphic novels sort of shit. Right. And, and yeah, through all the multiple lineup changes and the career gap between 1990 and 2002, they are seemingly never losing their stride. How do I know this? Well... The song that they fucking close with, "Paradise for Fucking Assholes," <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the hardest songs I heard played that night in general. And there was plenty of heavy music to be heard at that festival. But yeah, "Paradise," the album that came out, uh, it was a five years ago, uh, four four yes. years ago, back in twenty nineteen. Yep. So this is them recently. They have one other album that came out since then called Hyena. I haven't listened to it yet, but if it sounds anything like this album, yeah, these guys aren't done yet. Clearly. So here it is. Paradise, you assholes. <laughs>
yeah, we can let that uh, play out because the the rest of it's uh, pretty much a dub. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had to get it. I had to get the uh, main part in, which is all the you know the lyrics, right? <laughs> and, and the guitar solo. But yeah, you can kind of see why that one stood out to me because I just love those fucking slamming down tune fucking guitars that are just hammering away. Oh man, it just uh, yeah. Of course, that was the standout track, and what a fucking what a fucking uh, song to close the show on. True. Yep. And in the uh, yeah, and in the backing uh, screen, they had a uh, yeah clips from their music video playing, and that music video, Jesus, it's brutal. <laughs> God, it's so brutal. But that's a brutal sounding song, and these guys, uh, they weren't they weren't afraid to tell it like it was. Right. Still aren't. <laughs> so yeah, KMFTM. I hope to see them. Uh, I hope to see them more. Yeah. Shit. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, they don't really look like they are showing any signs of slowing down. And I hope that that's, uh, I hope that that still rings true. Touch wood. Go kill motherfucking Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depeche Mode ain't killed yet. <laughs> They're still going. Yes. Keep it going. All right. We're going to wrap up the show with uh, my pick. Uh, I was going to play last week because I just barely came across it. And I thought, hey, I'm going to play it. So... Somebody shared to us the band Vinylin, and that's V-Y-N-I-L-Y-N, and that is vinyl plus violin equals vinylin. Uh, they are an act from Las Vegas. It features two violins and a world-renowned DJ. It consists of Adriana Thurber, who's done stuff with Rod Stewart, Celine Dion, and Grammy-nominated Carissa Werner, who's done stuff with Michael Buble, and Bad Bunny, those are the two violinists. And then C.B. Shaw, he has done DJ stuff at Rehab, at Hard Rock, Caesars, Las Vegas, so forth. Uh, if you're familiar with DJs and the pool parties and the club shit, then there you go. Uh, when not performing, the band Vinylin is constantly in the studio, remixing classics, mashing up fresh new songs, remaking cover versions, laying down originals, filming music videos, and editing video mashups. I'm going to give you an idea of what that means. Uh, the reason why I thought this was more relevant to play, I, I did play Space Hog, and that was uh, a few weeks back. In the meantime, I did the remastered version, or re re-recorded version, I think is what it was, uh, that they put out more recently. And then the day that Eric and I recorded last week, I went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and they had Space Hogs in the meantime on that soundtrack, and I thought, you know what, I gotta play this. <laughs> You'll know what I mean. Vinylin, they released the single on May 5th, Guardians of the Space Hog. There you go, Guardians of the Galaxy, Space Hog. Think the track in the meantime that I played just a little bit ago, this track clocks uh, under two minutes. Uh, it's at about 149, so let's do it, let's listen, let's see what you think.
travel Free to achieve Release of identity Like our ego flow Grow to serenity The greatest lie That was ever sold Nothing is separate We're all one mold Space, time, hold Two points connect Peace, love, unity And respect Guardians of the Space Hog. Uh, what'd you think? I think I, you listened to it last week before we got around to doing the show. Yeah. Yeah, you showed me uh, both versions of it, actually. Right. And, and yeah, it's fun. I really enjoy the uh, sort of uh, the funk factor that it has in there. Right. I like the violins. I like what they did there. Uh, the original, right? I mean, they're kind of changing the music a little bit, but you know it was Space Hog. And then they had their own lyrics to kind of make it something uh, somewhat of an original. Well, what if we got the band, uh, let's say that we got a choke to do a cover of this song. Will, we, will they be calling themselves Vinylence? <laughs> Power Vinylence? <laughs> I like it. Uh, you know, you have some good suggestions today. Yep. <laughs> Bands, feel free to take it. Uh, we're, uh, Eric's not going to be doing anything with it anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I even forgot my previous ideas. <laughs> I remember, I forgot too. You made mention of something earlier in the show. Rewind, go back, or maybe you remember already. Or if the band that it was for was listening, Eric says, you're welcome. So, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. But uh, I expect some residuals. <laughs> something, right? All right, that's it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com, and I'm sure plenty of other places. The bands are found at Boris Drone Evil, at The Ruffies Rock, at Chum Huffer, at Alligator Blood 702, at PNDFTW, at The Remote Controls, at Acid Claw underscore Official, at Vinylin. And the show's at SLC Punkcast. Uh, Eric, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram account at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. And from there, you can access the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the link to this episode. Might ever, if, you know, I don't even know why I'm telling you that. You're already listening to it. <laughs> but even more so, you can uh, go on my link tree and you can see my other endeavors, the other things that I have covered throughout the years. Uh, and then you can find my bands, Anonymous and Apathetics, on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. And on Facebook, we can be found at anonymous slc and at theapathetics and on Bandcamp at anonymous slc and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. You can find my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at lead. Oh, whoops. Lead underscore. No, Lead Melodies underscore podcast. Jesus, there we go. <laughs> and I'm Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc, and you can stream the episodes on anchor.fm. And you can follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook, it's just at SLC Hardcore. And I'm actually in the middle of making a post for the DRI show. So, I mean, because it hasn't happened yet where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's where you can find me and all uh, other things. The bands are also found on Facebook at Boris Heavy Rocks, at The Ruffies Rock, at Chum Huffer, at Alligator Blood Band, at 
P-N-D-F-T-W, and that's for paranoid if you didn't know, at the Remote Controls 317, at Acid Claw Official, at Vinyl Lane, and again, Vinyl Lane is V-Y-N-I-L-Y-N, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, again, for tuning in, listening all the way up to this point. Hopefully you found some cool stuff. Go follow the bands. Share them out. Share the show. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, I mean, I'm just grateful that people are uh, here, still listening, and hopefully you didn't fast-forward through all the little stories I I have to give (laughs) to you guys about my little show endeavors. Uh, But if you uh, stuck around and listened to those, well, thanks. I hope you enjoyed. And the countdown is going on for for pow uh check on monday there you go play the fucking outro